Hey, how's it going, everybody? This is Chris. This is episode 204 of the Libertarian Republican podcast. And uh, thanks again for joining me. Thanks for listening. Uh, I know that it's been like a week again since since uh, between episodes. And, uh, you know, I just uh, like I've of course, I've been very busy with work, but I've also, um, you know, I don't want to do episodes unless I think of a good reason, a good subject. And I think the, so this episode, I want to talk about Ukraine and I want to talk about the Putin interview with Tucker, Tucker Carlson. You know, this is, I really, really encourage everybody to watch this interview on Rumble. Get on Rumble, watch it, sit, it's two hours long. Uh, it's, 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 it's fantastic. And share it with everybody you know. Share this interview with everybody. Gather your family members. You know, sit them down and say, listen to this guy. Because pretty much everything Vladimir Putin says, he's right. He's absolutely right. Now, yeah, he goes on for maybe 20, 25 minutes about the history of Ukraine. And I, and I think that, like Dave Smith, you know, Dave Smith, part of the problem was on with um, Clint Russell, uh, who is the libertarian. He's he's running for vice president of the Libertarian Party. Uh, Clint Russell is. Uh, but Clint Russell has a podcast called Liberty Lockdown, and uh, Liberty Lo- yeah Liberty Lockdown. And Clint is great. Dave Smith is great. Dave Smith has the episode, uh, has his podcast, Part of the Problem. I really highly recommend those two podcasts. Um, yes, they're libertarians. Uh, and, and you know, I am the libertarian Republican. But this, all of this is, is what I've been saying all, all along. And, you know, about how this whole Ukraine war is unnecessary. It's all so unnecessary. And it is, it's a scam. And really the, you know, look, uh, and, and it's, it's very sad to see so many Republicans still locked into this Cold War mentality. The Cold War is over. It ended in 1991. The USSR, the Soviet Union collapsed. And, and Putin talks about this. He talks about, he actually now, of course, he's speaking in Russian, so we're getting his, uh, we're getting the translation. He's got a translator there, uh, but he's saying how after the fall of the Soviet Union, Russia expected to be welcomed into the brotherly family of civilized nations, and and then he complains that that they weren't, that the the Russians were not. They were promised to to that we they would be welcomed into the to the West, into the international community uh but they they weren't they they were not welcomed you know all the people in washington who are were employed to fight the cold war against the soviet union they they all should have been fired right i mean they they all should have been fired and they say okay thank you for your service uh the cold war is over you can you can go out now you can go out into the real world and get real jobs where you produce goods and services, right? But see, 
none of those people in Washington wanted to go out and get real jobs. This is the critical point that I've been trying to make, and it's so frustrating that that nobody gets this. Nobody understands this. These people should have all been fired, or at least most of them, should have been fired and said, okay, thank you, and now go out and go get a job because we don't need you anymore. But they didn't do that. They kept everybody. And they said, okay, now the Soviet Union's gone, but we're going to keep you all because now we're all going to, now we're going to just focus on Russia. We're going to keep Russia, keep the, the war going against Russia. You know, those evil Russian bastards, oh, we're going to get them now. Oh, now, now they're, you know, we, we saw it as a weakness, as a moment of weakness. That, you know, we went in for the kill. And, 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 and Putin says that. He says, you tricked us. I mean, he says that in this interview. You know, and he's, he, was, he talks about NATO expansion, and, and they were promised that NATO would not expand. And yet NATO keeps expanding. It kept expanding and expanding and expanding. And, you know, it was all... So, and the justification for all of that is well those those big bad Russian boogeyman we gotta fight we gotta protect Europe from the big bad Russian boogeyman and but it, there was no big bad Russian boogeyman the Warsaw Pact was gone it was over it was done it was it was history there was no big threat anymore there was no need for NATO I mean you you could keep NATO as a cooperation group, you know, as a, okay, we're going to cooperate, but there was no reason to expand NATO. There was no reason to do this. And I mean, even, okay, at the beginning, you could say, well, you know, we were afraid that the Russians would reconstitute the Soviet Union or something, but th there was no evidence that they were going to do that. There was no reason for them to even want to do that. The Soviet Union was a failure. And and Vladimir Putin was one of those people in the Soviet Union witnessing this failure, and they wanted to be a part of the West. You know, Vladimir Putin wanted, you know, these people, there, there were different groups inside the Soviet Union. There were the hardcore communists who wanted to, to, to keep the Soviet Union going, right? And then there were other people who, who realized, no, no, this is all a failure. We need to stop this. This is crazy. Now, now there were there were still the Russian nationalists who wanted Russia to make to to be a strong country, but and but this is part of the reason why the people in Washington kept the pressure on Russia because they didn't want Russia to be a strong country. They didn't want Russia to be to to uh, dismantle the Soviet Union and then uh, basically emerge as a as a strong you know economically strong country they wanted and this is all about american domination right they the people in washington they want to rule the world and the people combined with the european leaders these people want to rule the world and so they they want they they liked the 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 unipolar world uh post soviet union and they want to keep it that way. They want to make sure nobody can can rise up to to uh, rival the the United States of America. But the problem is, of course, that it's all 
in vain, right? I mean, we've we have destroyed ourselves. We have bankrupted ourselves. And it's become this it's 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 a joke at this point, right? Because we've got you know, we've got all this national debt and we are not any stronger. We have not weakened Russia. Russia is now stronger than ever and uniting with with our with with China and other major powers. And so uh, so it's not it, this 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 whole project is not working at all. But so Putin goes on to talk about Ukraine. He goes on to talk about uh, Yanukovych was was toppled in a coup. He blames the CIA. Uh, the, uh, the the Ukrainians launched a war on Donbass. You know, Putin sees himself as protecting the ethnic Russians in Ukraine. Uh, and he, he also and he's also fighting against this NATO aggression. And and he talks about the Minsk agreements and how it, how the Minsk agreements were another trick. They were another trick. You know, I mean I, it's it's really amazing uh, when you when, when you listen to Putin and you know the all of these arguments that Putin makes nobody in Nobody in uh, America makes any real, has any real comeback for any of this stuff, right? They All they do is say, oh, don't listen to him. Oh, yeah, don't, no, nah, no, nah, it's Russian pr- propaganda. Oh, don't, don't, you know, they don't have any real comeback because everything he's saying is right. Um, now he goes on about to talk about denazification um, and he talks about, how the West is basically just faking it. This whole, this whole boogeyman, the rush, the big bad Russian boogeyman, it's all just a, a fear-mongering campaign to get more money from the American taxpayers and from the Western, from the European taxpayers, um, to enrich the the political class. I mean, this is what I've been saying. I mean, this is this is what I've been saying from, from the beginning of this this episode is about. You know those people, the the political class, the we've we've created this whole this whole industry uh, around protecting Europe from the Russians, and it involves the political class, the people in the Pentagon and the State Department, the diplomats, the bureaucrats, the 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 military industrial complex, the intelligence community, all of these people, thousands and thousands and thousands of people. Their job, their livelihood depends on the existence of a big bad Russian boogeyman. And if that big bad Russian boogeyman doesn't exist, well, then they have no justification for continuing to take our money. So so they have to lie to us. They have to mislead us. That's what they're doing. That's what they've been doing since 1991. You know, it's been 30-some years that they've been doing this. And then we talked about, uh, he talked about, uh, it's it's just not common sense. It's, it's it, there's no common sense to, for Russia to go to war. And I think that this is a big, this is a big, uh, you know, for Russia to go to war with Europe. This is why the, the, it's important for the American people to understand that that Putin is 
almost, well, not almost, Putin better represents the interests of the average American than any of our leaders in Washington. Because Putin understands that what is best for the people in Washington, uh, the people of America, the average American, is the same thing that is is best for the, the people, the average people of Russia. You know, Putin wants what is best for the average man or man and woman in Russia, which is peace and economic integration with the world. That is, that is what we, the average American and the average Russian and the average European, will benefit from. That's what we will benefit from that. We do not benefit from war. There's only a very narrow group of people who benefit from war. The political class, the military-industrial complex, the, the intelligence community, the Pen people in the Pentagon. You know, th those are the people, the people in Europe, in, in Brussels, in NATO's headquarters. You know, those are the people who, who benefit from war and tension and chaos uh, and, and this lack of cooperation. Everybody else in the world, the average man and the average woman, benefits from peace and economic integration. But we continue to push, push, push NATO up until, you know, up into, um, into Ukraine. We toppled Ukraine's government in 2014. And uh, we did all of this not to, because none of that benefits the average person. Look at Ukraine. You think the average Ukrainian is benefiting from this war? They're all getting killed. They're getting killed. Their economy is a disaster. Their country is bombed. They're most, you know, a lot of thousands of millions of them have left. They're refugees from all around the world now. It's a disaster for the Ukrainian people. This doesn't, this war does not benefit the people of Ukraine. So pushing NATO and, and Zelensky, you know, and, and he talks about, uh, Putin talks about this, about how they had a whole peace deal ready to go. And Boris Johnson, back, of course, uh, probably backed by the, by the Americans, scuttled the deal. And, and Zelensky passed a, the, the, the Ukrainian government passed a, an, an edict, basically saying, or, or a, some kind of a, of a law or something, that an order, executive order, I'm not sure what it was, but uh, it basically outlawing the negotiating with, with Russia. And, and this is what Putin's talking about. He's talking, you know, Russia wants to negotiate, but the Americans refuse. And he's saying, well, why should, you know, why should we, um, you know, why should we, this is not a, a, a problem of Russia. Russia is not the source of this lack of negotiation. This is a, a decision that was made by America and it was and was followed by Zelensky and the Ukrainian government. So they are the ones who need to reverse course. Russia is ready to negotiate. And, you know, I, I think it, it's this is so. And then he, he talks about um, talks about Nord Stream. And I think he's a this is a really this interview with Putin is very, really good. I mean, he's very good at at. The, the specific things he talks about, like 
for example, Nord Stream getting blown up. He says, you know, you have to look for who is interested. You know, who, who in whose interest, you know, we, we say qui bono, you know, who benefits? And he's basically saying the same thing, you know, who's who's benefiting from blowing up Nord Stream? Well, certainly wasn't Russia. Um, so, you know, and he's, he's talking about the world, about the dollar and about this, the, the conceit of the American ruling class, the American political class, about he's, these people are arrogant. And this is what I've been talking about, too, that our leaders are arrogant and and they are leading us to disaster because the, the, the dollar, they're these sanctions. And Putin talks about this, you know, everything will get worse. If if the if the Americans stay dedicated to this idea of world domination, I mean, that's basically what he said. And, you know, he's we are we are trying to um, we are trying to um, what is the, the, the way to say it? We're the world is changing. Putin's basically saying that the world is changing. And America is not changing with it. The, the, the America is adap- America is adapting by not not by by respecting Russia and respecting China and respecting other countries, but America is is adapting, trying to adapt with bombs and war and with sanctions. And all we're really doing is weakening ourselves, weakening our own country. You know. And we are driving people away from the dollar, and we are driving we are driving people into the arms of Russia and China, into the BRICS, the BRICS plus. And we are I've talked about this before about about Saudi Arabia, you know is, is now joined has now joined the BRICS. I mean that that's a big big issue, a big uh, uh, movement there, a big big moment. And look, we're, we're, this is not, we're, these people in Washington, they're just, they're just doubling down. I mean, they're just doubling down, but so many Americans, the problem is that so many Americans are still locked in to this old school cold warrior mentality. Oh, we got to fight the Ruskies. Got to fight them Russians, you know, and it's, I'm sorry, but it's just not, it's just not true. It's just totally unnecessary. We could have peaceful, and, that, and I've talked about this before about about Trump. <clears throat> excuse me, about how Trump wanted to have a peaceful, cooperative relationship with Russia, and that is why Washington had to get rid of Trump. That's the absolute reason why they had to get rid of Trump, because so many people have so much to gain; they have so much at stake. They cannot allow uh, the uh, they cannot allow this boogeyman to be to to disappear because then their the justification their whole raison d'être their whole reason for existing will will disappear in a puff of smoke. You know the the Duran is another good podcast I listened to talking about the they were just the other day talking about how the pol- the political class in in Europe. It's the same thing. You know, they live off of all this money that um, that America is just throwing at Europe to defend, you know, 
to defend. Uh, and, and of course, the Europeans don't have to pay for any of their defense because America's paying for everything. Uh, because America, and I've talked about this before, about how, you know, America doesn't, the, the, the American political class doesn't want the Europeans to take care of their own their own defense because then the the, the the Americans wouldn't make any money off of it because it's basically a money-making scheme for America for American uh, defense contractors and, and and the American bureaucracy the defense bureaucracy so so you know this whole thing is just so unnecessary and I think we we need to stop being so locked into this this Cold War mentality, okay? That's we need to we need to just stop this uh, expansion of NATO into Ukraine. Uh, we should stop funding Ukraine because all we're doing is getting more Ukrainians killed. We're not weakening Russia. We're just weakening ourselves. We're weakening Europe. Uh, we're weakening the dollar. We're bankrupting ourselves, and we're getting more and more Ukrainians killed. It's terrible. So, um, so look, that, that's, uh, I'm going to stop there. This is, uh, 21 minutes, so I'll stop there. So it's very frustrating. Um, it's very frustrating to me to see so many Americans, especially so many Republicans still locked into this old mentality, outdated mentality, um, this anti-Russian mentality and, you know, we need a strong military to protect ourselves, to defend ourselves, but we, sh we should absolutely not think of Russia as our enemy. They're not our enemy. They never, they, after the fall of the Soviet Union, we should have embraced them, welcomed them, said, hey, we'll, we'll buy stuff, you buy our stuff, we'll buy your stuff, and we'll all get along. And we would have so much, we would have so much more money we wouldn't have to spend all this money on on our defense and and the defense of Europe. We would have so much more money in our pockets right now. And uh, you know, the average American person would be so much better off. Uh, and and of course, but of course, that means that the people in Washington would not be better off. They would be worse off. They would have to go get real jobs. They would have to go and and you know. Like I've joked about before, you know, stock the shelves at Home Depot or sweep the floors at 7-Eleven. But you know what? All of us would be so much better off if if the, that's what those people were doing instead of stoking war with Russia. Right. So. All right. That's it. Uh, please give me some good ratings and share this and watch that episode. Watch that Tucker Carlson. Watch it on Rumble, that interview with Putin. Uh, it's really good. And. Um, and I will see you on the next one. All right, bye-bye.